This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. The Boogie Monster with Kyle Kinane and Dave Stone. You'll find out what happened to Frankenstein and other stuff that never happened. Freaking nerds. The Boogie Monster. Podcasting the unknown. What's up, Cupcake? Oh, I'm just over here clearing my throat. Oh yeah? No, I got I saw somebody had a complaint about it. I, I, I am fine. I just got that GERD, you know. But I was I think I was drinking whiskey mm-hmm. last few episodes. We need the cough button. We need like the radio cough button. Yeah, that would be nice. Little we need dump an in, button. In studio fart button. <laughs> What's going on with you, man? I not real real nothing. Real nothing this week. Yeah. I made some food. Hmm. I made some food finally. I made food. Oh, yeah? I mean, What'd outside of my breakfast tacos, I'm making on the regular. But I made a little goulash in the old instant pot. Really, just turned out to be like oh, a, yeah. lent- a, a lentil out? soup. Uh huh. But it was fine. You know, pretty good. I, <laughs> it's fine. Again, it's like I make a thing, and I was like, well, if I would have gotten this at a restaurant, I wouldn't have ordered it again. Uh huh. Not like it was bad. It was just like, yeah, here's stuff. Here's stuff you made Man. that's okay, and here's the mess you get to clean up afterwards. I'm like, yeah, this is why I just buy stuff. What, and I know I may be asking the wrong person here, but what's the difference between an Instapot and a Crock-Pot? Is this, in theory, the same thing? Instapot, like, what used to take hours in a Crock-Pot takes minutes in an Instapot. Mm-hmm. Oh, duh. Hence the name. Okay, it's like, got it. it's pressurized. Like, it's mm. the shit you can make bombs out of. Hmm. Which is, I was laughing at my mom because she's like, I don't trust those things. I'm like, it's a kitchen appliance. It's all right, you know. And for the fact that, like, you're going to microwave <laughs> everything in your life for however many years and stand next to it. But then this thing's a pressurized device. But it is a little, I, I, she's not wrong. It's a little bit intimidating. When you hmm. realize you just have this pressurized canister on your counter, filled yeah. filled with yeah, you hot liquid. You put water in it. Obviously, is that there was bro, well, this one pressure. is just broth and vegetables and noodles and beans and lentils. Mm-hmm. But then it's got a little pressure button on the top, and I hit that, and it was like oh. like a locomotive whistle going off. Wow. Like, I got to move it away from the cabinets. It's like all the shooting steam into the cabinets and everything. It's, I mean, it's, 
It's a piece of machinery, Dave. I'll tell you that. It is it's a piece of machinery. Yeah, I'm um yeah, I, I'm so stupid. I never made the connection with the fucking name, but I always just assumed it was a glorified crockpot, which I'm not a fan of. It is. Uh, just turn to me it turns everything into mush. But yeah, not. I don't know anything about the Instapot, and I the new trend that I'm still not aware, have no knowledge of, is the uh, air fryer. Everybody's talking about the air fryers. I don't even know how that works. So I guess I got to look into that. Yeah, my mom was kind of sniffing around at that being a, a Christmas present. Like I don't want more appliances. I got a panini. Yeah. I got a panini print press that gets maybe used once a year with some like <laughs> ceremonial panini day around here. Which they're good. Don't get me wrong. It's just it's this whole heavy contraption that you got. You know, you got to pull out and then you got to set up. Mm-hmm. And again, it's just, well, just so I can make a, a hot sandwich. I'll go buy yeah. a hot sandwich. Yeah. Yeah, or you could just get you a sturdy metal spatula and a cast iron skillet and press a sandwich down that way. Yeah, Seems I mean, the like panini's nice that it's all pressed food. down and everything, but I just, I just mm-hmm. man, it's, it's I, like, I am fine with knowing that other people do these things better than I can in the world. Mm-hmm. I'll do what I can that is perhaps better than other people to make a living, and then that money that I earn from that will go to pay the people elsewhere that do the things better than I can do. For other services. Mm-hmm. I try, you know, I mean, I, it's sad with the fast food. I wish there was more localized fast food type stuff, but they're more regional. Man, like we got that around here. Mom and pop type of spots. I like, I, I never, I, we've talked about that before, but I, I never paid them any attention until I moved uh, to Long Beach. But a lot of little mom and pop fast food, burger joints, burrito joints, stuff like that. So that's cool. I've been fucking with a pot bellies. Oh yeah, pot belly sandwiches. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we don't have one around here, but I've I've had those on the road. No, there's not. Yeah, not a lot in California. They got one over here. Man, even a veggie sandwich. There's so much shit in there. You're like, oh yeah, the meat would just be another another guest at this party. Like it's not it's not <laughs> lacking. You know, you get a. You get like a veggie sandwich from somewhere else. It's like, oh, yeah, you just forgot to put meat in a sandwich and you called it a veggie sandwich and mm-hmm. a drag. Potbelly is like, no, nah, man, we'll let it. Deli- it's tasty. Hmm. Veggies and cheeses yeah, like and sauces. Shit. I, I dated a gal in high school who uh, was a vegetarian, or at least she was for like a month. Or, or a summer, whatever. But she would always, uh, we'd always go to Burger King, and she would get a veggie Whopper. Now, this was pre-Impossible Burger oh, yeah. and, and all that. So it was literally just a Whopper minus the beef. So it was just a carb sandwich, just a bun with a bunch of lettuce, tomato, onions, pickles, and mayo, which, I mean, I don't know. That that just seems, I, I, I'm totally, I get the vegetarian, vegan lifestyle. I get the substitutes and stuff, but when you just omit the meat and then you're just left with a mushy bun full of pickles and onions, that doesn't sound like a very good meal to me. It's not. It's not great. I, I will say that um, at In-N-Out, you can get grilled cheese. Instead of oh, calling really? it a veggie burger, they just call it grilled cheese, and you get the tomatoes and onions and extra cheese in there in the buns. They call it now that's, now that that's grilled cheese. Good. Yeah, hell yeah, man. Mm-hmm. I've been, buddy, revisiting just old peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Who? Oh, I love 
Love a good PB&J. A little simple you toast treat. toast it up. A little simple little, treat. A little toasted PB&J. Mm. Oh, I didn't even Put a little honey that. in there. Okay. All right. Yeah, man. Make your PB&J. Just, you don't even have to. You can use a little butter if you want, but you don't necessarily need to. Just heat up a pan with nothing in it. And then throw your sandwich in there for like 30 seconds each side. Press it down. Get a, get a little scald on it, a little toast on it. Oh, boy. Kind of melts that peanut butter a little bit. Makes it a little gooier. It's a good time. Man. Love a good PB&J. It's just, it's a little a little treat back to to the to grade school. <laughs> did you, uh, did you uh, whip up a bunch of stuff for, it's funny, we, we were holding off because you had noise stuff going on at your place and now... Uh-huh. For for once, somebody's using a leaf blower. Oh, really? Out in the hood over here. I can't. I can't. I can't hear it. That's all right. That's good. Uh, did you watch the old uh, Super Bowl yesterday? Absolutely. Yeah, big fan. Didn't have a dog in the fight. I just always like watching it, regardless of who's there. But uh, yeah, it was, it was, a lot of people say it wasn't a good game. It was. It was entertaining, and that uh, one team scored a lot of points. So. That's all I ask. I, I know you're not a sports fan, but the, as long as it's not like a nine to six or seven to nothing or six to three, you know, you want. Uh, I think I think the winning team Tampa scored like thirty one. I think it was thirty one to nine. And uh, man, it, I know I'm talking. I know it's falling on deaf ears, but I'm not a big Tom Brady fan. I mean, I've always been indifferent, but um, I don't know if you know his story. Like he was with the Patriots for like. Roughly twenty years. Yeah, and they were winning. They had a all. dynasty. Yeah, they went to the Super Bowl like nine times in his career with them. They won it six out of those nine. Just, just a dynasty. And as great as he was, a lot of that credit went to their head coach Belichick. So everybody was like, "Oh, who's who's really responsible? Is Brady that good, or does he just have a great coach and a great supporting cast?" Yeah. Anyways, with them his whole career, like twenty years. Last year, they basically were like, "You're too old. We're not going to resign you." Uh, first year with a new team this year wins the Super Bowl without without his coach and without his old team. That's, like, that's a pretty just, good he's, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, no, the first year. Not like he went to a new team and then they, you know, three or four years later they finally got there. No, no. First year with a new team. And this team was traditionally not very good. Like, it's not like he went to another amazing team. They were okay, but I, I can't tell you the last time they went to the Super Bowl. I think they went in the last 10 or 15 well, years. But I, first year, boom, won the Super Bowl. I was at physical therapy, and somebody's like, you watching the Super Bowl? I'm like, I don't really watch. I'm like, who's playing? They're like, Kansas City and Tampa Bay. I'm like, I did not think I could give less of a fuck <laughs> about the Super <laughs> yeah, Bowl. Yeah. Kansas, who and what? All right. And didn't realize that Tom Brady. He's like 43, though. I saw that. Doesn't that give, we are doesn't exactly that give us hope that our, that our athletic careers might pop <laughs> off? Never too old. 43 out yep. there winning Super Bowls. <laughs> I gotta, I just Tom gotta, Brady and I were born on the same day. Well, there we you the go. Birthday, what do you got? You got a year up on them? Yeah. No, no. Same same day. Same birthday, same year. Oh, we're shit. literally the exact same age. When's your birthday and again? Look, Wait, yeah, till, the, when's Tom Brady's birthday uh, again? Let me ask that. August 3rd, 1977. Okay. So yeah, literally the same age, and uh, you know, similar similar uh, career paths. I was gonna say you got that treadmill. You keep hitting that thing enough. <laughs> by by forty four, once forty four clicks over. Oh man, that I do think about that. Like, I just feel so like I, I feel fairly good, you know, physically. Charlie, what's up, bud? Hey, simmer down. He's all upset about something. Shut up. He's just looking at me. 
Um, but no, I, you know, I, I, I'm doing a lot better with the treadmill and, and the diet and stuff, but you know, I'm still a long way from where I want to be. But, uh, but yeah, I, I think about that a lot, like how sore I am in the morning and, you know, your joke about the popcorn bag. And mm-hmm. I'm like, this motherfucker's literally the same age. And he's <laughs> out there just schooling people. Like, And that is unheard of, too. Like, I, th- I think, I doubt there's been a quarterback his age. Definitely one that won the Super Bowl. I mean, every now and then you'll hear of a place kicker who's 46 or a baseball pitcher who's 45. But a starting quarterback in the Super Bowl, being 43 is just unheard of. Well, usually quarterbacks usually retire around 36, 37. I mean, the, I, the only reason I knew, like, half the time that Kansas City was even in it is because uh, Dennis McCoy, a pro BMX rider, will, is from Kansas City, and will post, like, all right, hey, Kansas City. And he's, like, I think 50 or over 50 and still just <clears throat> blasting airs out of concrete bowls. Granted, this dude always. Damn. This, this guy always dressed like a member of Guar. Whenever he was riding competitions, <laughs> so I think that says a lot that he's still out there doing like the guys that you always saw in full safety gear. Not to say they didn't get hurt, mm-hmm. but they're still doing it. And the dudes that are just like out there wrecking their ankles and wrists repeatedly yeah. in their twenties and thirties do not have a long time in that line of work. But. Yeah. uh I, you know, I, I get the comparison. It's like, it's easy to look at the people that have done more than you, but sometimes, mm-hmm. sometimes if you need a self-esteem boost, you'll look at the people that did less than you, you know, it's not, <laughs> it's not great, but it's cheating a little bit. It's not the best way. It's not the most ethical way to gather up self-esteem, but sometimes you got to look at some peers and be like, at least I'm doing more than that guy. Oh man, that's funny. <laughs> you know, it's not. It's like I said, it's not the healthiest way to boost your own morale, mm-hmm. but it's a it's a method. It's a technique. <laughs> I don't know. Oh I, man, I got, oh, speaking of which, that that kind of go ahead. I was gonna say I got a I got a balance trainer for the bike, which is basically just a wheelie practicing machine. It locks the back wheel in, and so you can practice really? like how far to lean back to get. Not pedaling, but manuals, which is just a wheelie without pedaling. So that's my core strength okay, exercise so in the garage now when it's raining out. So it won't, like, you can ride it, and then when you pop a wheelie, it'll only go back so far, keep you from flipping backwards? Yeah, it's got a little tether on the front wheel, so you can't loop out on it. But it's past the point of where you're still supposed to get it out and then find that sweet spot where you balance over the back wheel. It keeps you from tipping over to the mm-hmm. side, to the sides, you know, but oh, then okay. it helps you find, otherwise you got to like ride and find it and you loop out and you wind up chucking the bike in front of you if you're going too fast. And this saves. Are you unnecess- good at wheelies? No, that's why I got the machine. That's I suck at them. I could do a pet. <laughs> I could do a pedal and wheelie. All right. On the mountain bikes, but mm-hmm. the manual, that's like core. That's, like core balance exercises so i'm like all right i justify like because a lot of people are like those are dumb just go ride the bike and practice on the bike and it's the same idea with Uh the treadmill just go run around the neighborhood why do you need a treadmill it's like well it's shitty out and here's a thing that's like i can focus on this skill in the Mm -hmm. garage when it's crappy but we'll, we'll see we'll see how it goes but. Dude, I saw a video you posted uh, of some rad little bike park, skate park. Oh, man. You're like, Gateway. That looked cool, man. Pa- little paved pump track, and I was just out there mm-hmm. just looking, like I said, like a weird old man. 
It was raining out. There was just a couple other people there. Shout out to uh, the Man, dude, that, Jeff. That that I, I met a guy, Jeff, who runs a fish taco truck out here and said hi. Nice. So I'll be by his place soon enough. But he was over there on a longboard. He's like, yeah, it's too wet out for me today on the longboard. But I was out on the bike. Fell over twice just standing there. It's all right. Man, that looks fun. I always, like, whenever I see uh, the BMX guys or the skateboard guys or gals uh, in a pool, in the empty pool, that looks so fun. Just zipping around, you know, hitting those jumps, coming back. That's one of those, even if you can't do any tricks, just the the freedom of carving around. Like boogie boarding, man. Mm Mm-hmm. Or mm-hmm. did you want to speak of your activities next week? Oh, to might relate as well. to relate yeah. to an activity yeah. that's just purely <laughs> uh, pure joy. Oh my god, dude! Yeah, uh, Katie surprised me uh, the other day. We we're, were talking about. Um, I said, "Look, you know, you, I brought it up. I said, look, you know, we're probably not going out to eat for Valentine's Day.'" Um, even though there is outdoor dining. So I just, I don't know, just, it's too early. I just, not, not shitting on people who do, you know, like when we went on vacation for our birthday, we, we ate out a couple times just because it was, there were so few people. Yeah. Like, we'll know, we'll 30, do outdoor 30 stuff. tables and yeah, if it's, if there's enough room, I'm not opposed to it, but just the thought of like trying to make a reservation at a restaurant this year for Valentine's, you know, it's like, ah, we're probably not going to do that. I was like, yeah. I, I'll, I'll cook you whatever you want. We'll have a nice romantic mm-hmm. meal at home. And she goes, actually, and uh, she, she tricked me. The, the trick's coming later. But she goes, actually, um, I got us a weekend in Palm Springs. We're going to just go get a nice hotel and just kick it in Palm Springs. And she's like, I'm probably going to get a massage or a facial one day. And then maybe you could drive you know, down the road to Joshua Tree because anybody knows that area. It's like 20 miles away. Mm-hmm. I was like, cool. Yeah, that sounds great. And then uh, last night she goes, actually, I lied. We're going to San Diego to go jet skiing. <laughs> the same thing we did back in August. So, uh, dude, super stoked about that. I, I love Three days Dave, in San Diego. Dave on a jet ski <clears throat> makes me happy. Oh, love it. <laughs> What's your gear? What do you, what I, like do you, I said what before. Do you wear? What do you wear on a jet ski? Oh, I just wear like my basketball shorts and just uh, the same like, thing you're wearing top. right now. Absolutely, absolutely, <laughs> yeah. And then yeah, they make you wear the, uh, the Dickies the, uh, pocket the life t-shirt, jacket. basketball <laughs> shorts. <laughs> yeah, man, dude, I'm so excited. So yeah, we're going. Uh, not it's not going to affect any uh, broadcast or podcast scheduling. Uh, we're leaving Thursday, coming back Sunday. Oh, dude, it's going to be great. Very excited. And we're staying at the same place we stayed last time. Um, and it, they have a, uh, you can rent the uh, jet skis right there from the hotel. So we just walk down, you know, to the dock, boom, get the jet ski, and we're good to go. And it's right there. Uh, I guess it's, I don't know if it's called San Diego Bay, but it, it's it's the big bay. It's yeah. the big inlet there. Uh, oh, man, just, just scoot all around that bay. And, uh, damn, we had such a blast last time, so. Very excited about that coming up Thursday. Just doing uh, pure joy, man. To let it let your problems melt away on a jet ski. Yeah, and it's so weird because I felt the same way back in August when we went. Like, it feels weird to take a vacation during quarantine, like when I haven't done anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's yeah, not like I'm grinding it out nine to five. But at the same time, it's like you know, you still kind of need one just to. 
just for a change of scenery, change of scenery, just to get out of the house. Yeah, you know? I, I would not undermine the idea of like mental health, like just because you're not. Oh, I didn't bust my ass sixty hours this week, mm-hmm. and that's why I need a vacation. It's like no, I've been good and stayed in my apartment and socially distanced, and I'm going nutty mm-hmm. from that. It's I, I, I don't think you need to justify why you why you want to. Mm-hmm. Why you need to go jet ski, Dave? Yeah, not to me anyway. Maybe yeah. the listeners see it unfit. <laughs> oh, look at Mister Big Superstar Podcast host needs a break. <laughs> walking on his treadmill and eating delicious meats to go jet ski. <laughs> I need a break from the grind. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Oh man. But yeah, you're right. I mean, there is some psychological component to it. You know, even though I haven't been working, I haven't been touring. Still, you know. Gotta break up the monotony. Um, and that's what a vacation is. Yeah. There's still monotony and yeah. not doing stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm I'm like, I wanna start doing shows again. Like I I know it's not I'm just itching to do comedy is what I'm saying. I'm not gonna like mm-hmm. break any protocol, yeah. but Still van shopping for people that have uh, contacted me and offered their opinions on the Ram Promasters versus the Ford Transits. I do appreciate it. Uh, still looking at it. Still might have a boogie van mm-hmm. coming one of these days. Oh, dude. That'd be so uh, bad. Yeah, man. I, 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 but I, I've been writing some bits here and there. I, I don't know. This isn't quite a bit. I, like, I find myself hesitant to write any bits about food. I feel like, all right, I've mm-hmm. done enough of it. There's enough out there. But I did write down the observation about, I want. I just want tips from somebody to show me how to finish a Chipotle burrito without, make, without the end not looking like a National Geographic special of like <laughs> a lioness devouring a wildebeest. Like just me with like tomatillo sauce. And cotilla cheese, ear to ear on my face. <laughs> I'm just typewritering back and forth in the bottom <laughs> of the foil, trying to get every last bit of corn and what have you that was in there. It starts off so Man, elegant. Know, it starts off like I'm having a burrito. <laughs> I'll peel it gently, peel the foil, and the end it's just two palms smashed into my face, getting every last bit out of there. Oh my god. You know what my favorite part of the burrito is? The last bite. That last bite, you got the soggy little tortilla pocket and there's still a little bit of sour cream or meat in there. Oh boy, I love just that final bite where you're no longer biting from the burrito. You're taking you're taking the remains of it. <laughs> you like that you like the accomplishment. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's funny you wrote a food bit. I wrote a food bit last night, too. No, not a full-fledged bit, but just a premise. Because um, I consider myself a home chef. You know, I, I, I still feel weird calling myself a chef because there's professional chefs that do this, you know, 40 hours a week. But, uh, but a lot of home chefs on YouTube... And uh, really, all these guys are doing are just combining groceries. And what I mean is, like, the recipes, you never see <laughs> these like, guys, like, roast like a vegetable. sounds like cooking to me, man. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no. But, like, I, in, in, a, in a way it is. But, like, I'm talking about some of these recipes I see on YouTube. No one's roasting a vegetable. No one's chopping any herbs. They're just combining groceries. Like, all right, take this 22-ounce bottle of pancake syrup and mix it with one cup of picante sauce. And it's just you're just combining store bought sauces and shit, and I just I think uh, well, you want them to stab kind of at the, the sauce the with a knife for a little while. Well, I mean, no, I'm just saying, you know, how about some technique? Why don't you roast the veggies first? Why don't you use some fresh herbs instead of just dumping a bunch of pre existing products into a bowl and mixing it up? That annoys me. Although. That's kind of what my barbecue sauce is. So. I've, yeah, I'm a little confused. You want him to like tap the tree for the syrup? Like what? <laughs> no, I'm saying gr- like grind the corn. Know, uh, into- <laughs> no, no, just roast some veggies and put that in there and puree something. But rather, th- like literally, some of these like sauce recipes are just take a bottle of ketchup, take a bottle of syrup and some vinegar and mix it all together. Like that's not really cooking. You're just combining shit. I don't know. I don't know why that annoys me as a cook. I mean, that's the little things. I could see. Well, I could see it itching at you as a guy. By the way, you got to stop on the Reddit, man. It's just food. It's only food over there. (laughs) Once in a while, (laughs) some Bigfoot or UFO, and that gets that gets moved (laughs) to the side real quick. A lot of people whipping up your recipes, man. Should be should be happy about. Mm. But uh, I don't know. I can't. I just go to the first recipe. I mean, the hack joke there about how everybody's got to write a fucking story before you can get to the recipe, which yeah. is just some way of like keeping people on the website to keep mm-hmm. ad revenue up. But it is obnoxious. Oh, yeah. It is, I don't want to see if I like, well, here's a recipe for goulash. I do not want the first line should not be when I was a kid. It should be half cup. Just some start there. That's what I want. But yeah, I get that exists to keep people on it. But yeah, I just uh, I don't know where I was going with that. I just I was like, oh yeah, I kept trying to find. I'm like, oh, whatever, man. Instant pot. I'm doing the same thing you hate. I'm just combining shit I got around the house. Put it in there. <laughs> Put it in that magic bucket, Dude. that magic explosion bucket. I hope it comes out tasty. You know what else I made to go with the wings yesterday, dude? And I'm going to make this for you one day. This is something you can eat. My And I talked about it a few weeks ago. All right. Broccoli, broccoli casserole, dude. It it may be the best thing I make. Yeah? This broccoli casserole. Broccoli cheese, like you're it's saying, right? Broccoli, cheese, rice, cat. It's insane. Like, it's one of those things where, like, I could I could enter a contest, a competitive eating contest with my broccoli, like, like, I could eat the whole pan. Okay, I was wondering where you're going. Like, you'd make broccoli. somebody else eat the whole pan? No, it's I mean, good. I would Some make it. Would I, like, I, I could eat. <laughs> <laughs> no, I could eat, like, 10 pounds of this shit. I mean, it, it's... I know I say that a lot about my stuff, but, like, it, it's it's insane. 
how good this shit is. And it's so easy to make. Well, it's, it's easy. It's time consuming. There's a lot of annoying little steps, but man, it's worth it. And, uh, dude, I don't know. I never really thought much about broccoli, rice, casserole, and stuff like that. Casseroles in general, I, I don't know. I think they get a bad rap yeah. just because, again, you're just mixing groceries together. But, dude, oh. That's, you know, you got a large family you got to satisfy. You need something simple. I got no problem with casserole. Uh, I, mean, I will not I will not fight away with casserole. I like broccoli. I, I like cheese. I like rice. I don't you give it to me, man. Mm-hmm. Is it in one of the books yeah, already? Do you, you already tell people the recipe? No, no, it'll be in in, a, in my upcoming probably. Maybe I uh, got to do that one. Though. Volume four. Yeah, yeah, I'll send you the recipe, dude. It's uh, it's insane, but it's something you could definitely get down on. Uh, it's not vegan, but it's definitely I'm vegetarian. Not vegan. There's no meat involved, so no, I know. I'm saying for the vegan folks, you know, they would have to. It's got sour cream. It's got a little mayo. It's got a bunch of cheese, but uh, yeah, no no meat. But man, although I've thought about making a meat version, I thought about. Uh, Adding a little crumbled bacon to the mix, or okay. some smoked ham, like some hickory oh, smoked ham chunks or something. That's like a hot pocket. Really that make it broccoli a little, cheese ham. That's just a hot yeah. pocket. Yeah, oh, but man, so I, I never thought I'd get so excited about a casserole, but this stuff is nuts. I've been oh, overlooking bon mi's. Did we talk about this last time? No, cheap, no, I like cheap. a good bon mi. Oh, I always because I would always get fuff. I'm at a Vietnamese place. I'm gonna get fuff. Cheap, mm-hmm. tasty. Had a shrimp on me the other night. That's why I was like, "Yeah, I'm not vegan. I eat because I don't think shrimp. I don't think fish feel pain, so mm-hmm. I'll eat those." <laughs> Is there any science to to back that up? Because I know I remember like Kurt Cobain's. That was one of his lyrics. It's okay to eat fish because they don't have feelings. And I've heard that a lot. You know, that was, people, a, that was, oh, a, that was a Nirvana lyric. Anything. Yeah, yeah. I think that's pretty. I'm pretty sure that was one of his lyrics. But, I mean, seriously, is there any science? How do we know they don't feel any pain? I don't know. They probably do. I'm just choosing to ignore that for now. Because <laughs> I don't want to commit to a vegan lifestyle. Yeah. So I no, am I choosing to uh, obscure some f- facts from my database <laughs> in order to maintain where I'm at. Dude, I get it. I can't do the all or nothing thing with the with that re- veganism requires. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I love a good bon me. At first, I, I was a little hesitant of the concept of carrots in a sandwich. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, what was it? Carrot, cucumber, cilantro? It's like a... Usually pork. It's like a carrot and like a jicama, maybe? Or like a, ra- okay. or like a radish? Uh-huh. You know, you see like a carrot and a white, like it's usually shredded carrots with like a white strip type thing, and I don't know if that's jicama or radish. And then I usually yeah. get tofu. I usually get the tofu one or the or the you know, or the shrimp one. And then with mayonnaise, but it's on a good French bread. Mm. 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 I mean, like four or yeah, five dude. bucks usually. This place we got yeah. from was was fancier. It was more expensive, but it came with a little salad and everything. Look Lock was the name of the I, place. It's good. That's weird. First place I ever had a bon me was a food truck in Portland. That was my first exposure to bon me sandwiches. Yeah. Man, the food truck still there's still, there's still a lot of food trucks up there. Yeah, yeah. There's a, there's a little pot over here in Beaverton that I pop by once in a while, and it's pretty. I mean, it's outdoors, so I think they kind of already had a leg up on things. Whereas you know, restaurants with dining rooms were really trying to 
how to, you know, trying to find some compatibility. These were already located outside. It was already a walk up and take your food away. So I think they're doing okay. I hope they're doing okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, we were trying to get you into that racket for a while. We thought we were going to have you with a trailer with just a big old. I envisioned you pulling a trailer with like, you know, like the road pavers where it's like the big bucket of hot oil, but it was just chilly. <laughs> That's how I envisioned just a giant, the giant dripping bucket of chili that you're just out oh. ladling, just oh, out man. ladling to people. Dude, I'm still, you know, I mean, we talked about this so much, but I mean, our both our futures, and at least in terms of stand-up, are still so uncertain that, I mean, if I'm sitting here a year from now and I still haven't done any live stand-up comedy, I might seriously think about a pop-up or something. I, I don't know if I'm anytime soon going to be ready to invest in an actual truck. You know, I don't have 50 grand to plop down on a truck, but, yeah. man, I could I could come up with some little pop-up. I mean, hell, I've done that before. I used to do that in L.A. with the biscuits and the wings. But, yeah, I mean, that's still something I'm not, uh, I haven't put that idea to bed yet. That's something I'm still into. Just got to figure out exactly what I'm going to sell. Telling man, just a casserole. Just a casserole truck. Casserole truck? (laughs) Oh, man, that may not be a bad idea. Just have four or five casseroles. Mm. Yeah, casserole. There's some sort of play on words with the rolling part of casserole. I'm not very yeah, sharp today, so I'm not, you know, firing off <laughs> on all cylinders here. But, oh, a casserole truck? Just what a I'd square really like of casserole? Do. Yeah, yeah. What I'd really like to do, and I've talked about this before, I don't think it would work in Southern California because of the heat, but, uh, man, a, a, a soup, a soup and stew truck. Where I have like five or six, yeah, I, think, I have my my Texas red chili. I think they have those Texas chili the Salvation Army. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I do my Texas chili. I do my chicken chili. I do my chicken tortilla soup. I could do like a clam chowder. Yeah, like four or five good. Oh, and then gumbo. I could have uh, chicken and sausage gumbo. I could have seafood gumbo. How about five or six? And boom, yeah, the the stew crew. Just oh man, that. <laughs> You do. I, I don't know. I think Just you do boom. that by the beach. It starts getting chilly in the evening. People want a nice. Mm-hmm. It doesn't get that cold. I don't know. It might be hard to you driving oh, yeah. a truck with it, like a lot of hot liquids in it. Make it a nighttime thing. Yeah, yeah no one wants to eat chilly when the sun's beating down on them. But like at night, yeah, it does get cool. To, it got thirty nine degrees here the other night. That's cold as shit for California, yeah. Southern California. But yeah, I don't know. I don't have I don't have enough years to do everything I want to do. I want to open a record store. I want to open a food truck. I mean the record a, store the record store restaurant thing. I'm sure is a combo already. Mm-hmm. People are already doing little cafes and bookstores, little cafes and record stores, bars. I thought about having store. like a, There's a place over in um, yeah Glendale or what's that area? Not El Sereno. That uh, I did a show at. It was like a record store bar type place. Oh yeah, yeah. It's cool. It's off San Fernando, I'm sh- like. I'm... Oh yeah, yeah. Right there, yeah. Just above Outwater Village. Yeah, kind of over that way by the river. Uh-huh. I, I knew that was a. I didn't know it was a record store. I, I know what bar you're talking about, mm-hmm. but I'm sure someone's already done this. But that would be ideal. 
as much as I love food and food trucks, I, if I could pick one or the other, it would definitely be record store just because there's, it's a lot less labor intensive. But uh, a record store slash bar called Vinyl Tap. Yeah. I'm sure someone's already done that. And I'm not a fan of puns, but that's a good one. I mean, I, I get it. I <laughs> I don't know how... Re- yeah, I get it. I, well, I, just, I, I don't know how record stores stay open. What do you mean? It, I, it just seems like such a niche market. Like, I used to... I This sounds mean. I used to delight when I saw horribly hip businesses go under right away. Mm-hmm. You know, when it was like... Like grilled cheese shop? Yeah, when it was like just only cupcakes. Fucking no. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, and I, people Dude, like... vinyl's cup- big, man. I know it. Vinyl's it's big. Just, it's just a case of me not being on the inside track, which I, I am that way. Mm-hmm. With many things. So that's me not understanding it, not me criticizing it, but I just, every time I was like, oh, record stores going out of business, I'm always like, well, yeah. Yeah, I've thought about that. Like any business that's not, and I don't mean essential, like in turn the context of like COVID reopen stuff, but just, you know, people, there will always be a need for restaurants and bars and grocery stores, you know, but like jewelry stores, record stores, you know, those aren't essential items that people need. But at the same time, at least with record stores, it's like, it's, um, I don't know how to explain what I'm trying to say, but like, there's a demand for, for people, especially now that you can't go to movie theaters and stuff. But I, I yeah. think there's, I think record stores have even increased since COVID just because people need some sort of entertainment release. You know, I'm going to go pick out this thing and bring it home, listen to it. Something I don't to know. do at home. I, yeah. Um, something to enjoy in the house. Yeah. Just, yeah. And, and as much as, like I just said, like, you know, bars and, and restaurants are vital. I think about this all the time as much as I, get takeout and as much as we used to go out to eat, but like, you know, $20 record, I can enjoy it for the rest of my life. Theoretically. Yeah. A $20 pizza is going to be gone tomorrow. So I I justify buying records and stuff that way. Like (laughs) this is something that's not going to be going. Should I buy records or pizzas with this $20? Well, (laughs) one you can enjoy forever. Except unless you don't eat, because then you'll die. So you still kind of need. <laughs> I don't know if the comparison works. I get. I get it though. No, it, it is more of a. Uh, it's more of a sense of like, I like. <clears throat> I don't have that passion for that particular thing. So to see it as a whole brick and mortar uh-huh. business, I'm like, wow, bold move. That is a mm-hmm. risky thing to do with your parents' money. Because I can't imagine anybody <laughs> earned their own money and then still decided to do that as a business anytime i see something like it's a cupcake store like <laughs> oh mommy and daddy are just throwing money at any of your whims aren't they because yeah. nobody like i can't imagine anybody busted their ass at a job they hated only go like finally i'm gonna open up just cupcakes like <laughs> and i don't know why i'm picking up cupcakes. people like cupcakes i get mm-hmm. again mm-hmm. i'm probably totally wrong more people probably like cupcakes than I realize, and it could be a thriving business. Yeah. I mean, how's it different than, like, an ice cream shop, you know? I, I, Both. Yeah. You, you know, that's a business that's been around for centuries. That's true. See, this, this, these are you the know, things the, I'm not thinking of. Mm-hmm. 
And like with music, uh, I was thinking about that. Like, even though you're not into records, like, and, and not not everybody who enjoys music is going to be into vinyl, but like music is fairly universal. Like, you ever met someone who's like, no, nah, I don't like music? Like, boy, you're a, you, I bet you're a fun hang. I've met people that say, I don't listen to music. I, I don't understand that. I know that, like, age where people have just grown, like, they have the one channel on the radio they don't pay attention to. Like, it doesn't take up, mm-hmm. it doesn't occupy any real estate in their day, but I don't think anybody actively dislikes, I don't know anybody that actively dislikes music. I think they just grew, it was not a passion early on and they grew away from it. Mm-hmm. That's still hard for me to comprehend. Like, I just assume everybody's got some type of music that, they're, that they like to listen to. Do but, you, yeah, I mean, you're right. There are people that just, yeah, I mean, you're right. I doubt anybody's like, I actively dislike music. I, I doubt there's many people like that. But, like you said, people that just don't think about it. It's not a part of their life. That still blows my mind. Not that everybody's got to sit around and listen to records all day, but, like, just... Music like in the car or somewhere, no, you're not, you don't have any desire to like find that new band that you like or find that old band that you used to like. Like, we that had blows my mind. Records across the wall in my basement growing up <clears throat> that were all my dad's records, and that guy never mm. listened to music once. I don't remember him really in the car ever listening to music. But I think I, I bet about a lot of people now when you realize like, oh, you know, your parents just got old and listened to talk radio. Really? How often do you just sit there and listen to a podcast now instead of music? You know, that yeah. we're like, yeah, like it's, that's one of those weird moments when you realize like, oh, I'm old. I'm an old person. Like I get it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, it's in my face now when I, kind of say something if i'm going to the skate park i'm like hey you guys mind if an old weirdo rides around for a little bit <laughs> to like at least acknowledge that like yeah i know i have you know uh-huh. six inches of a white beard coming out from under my mask like <laughs> all right yeah i know i look like a fucking psycho i'm aware of it i'm just gonna go cruise around i hope it's cool and 100 percent of the time everybody's been cool but nobody yeah, <clears throat> yeah. but to realize for a minute, like, oh, yeah, this is like, there's, what was I trying to think about? I think about the other day, like, I, I, I don't want to, I'm not like a youth freak, like, oh, everything has to be young and new, and I, uh, it, but I don't think, like, there's a midlife crisis. I think it's like, oh, people are just doing stuff they always wanted to do, and maybe they finally got to the point where they had money or free time to do it yeah at middle age Mm -hmm. like i am gonna go back to this thing that made me happy 25 years ago sure because i don't have hang-ups or i raised my kids or i look at how much happiness i missed from the graduating college to being 40 because i was focused Mm -hmm. on this idea of adulthood and having a house and having these things that uh Oh, there's a successful adult. Look at that guy. It's like, oh, wow, I did all that. And it's great. It's there. I'm not happy. Or they are happy, but now they have time to go like, I'm going to ride a bike. I see more and more people that are just old, getting BMX bikes. Like, I don't give a shit. I just want to go cruise around on it. It's fun. That's awesome. You know? That's great. Or skateboards or any or anything for that matter. Batting cages. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
don't want to mm. golf. How do you think about that? What's your take on golf? Man, I used to always put it down back when I was youthful and athletic. You know, it's like I'd rather I'm gonna go play basketball. I'm gonna go play baseball. Who needs to golf? But I yeah. get it. Like I don't. I in this moment I don't have much of a desire uh, because it's still. There is kind of a yuppie subculture to it, but yeah. I get it. It's outdoors. It's it's beautiful. You know, who doesn't like to just, I think that's an old Seinfeld joke. People just want to be outdoors in a well-landscaped area. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I get that. Walk around, beautiful grass, beautiful landscaping, you know. And in the physical act of golf, I get how that's fun. Like, I, I still, uh, Billy Wayne Davis and I uh, used to go to the driving range a lot. That's a lot of fun, even though I don't know anything about the game of golf. I've literally played one game of golf my whole life. But uh, I many times I've gone to the driving range and just just let it rip, like just hitting a ball with a club. Like yeah. there's something primal about that. I get it. Yeah. So, yeah. But I think I think that I always thought it was like some excuse. You think of country clubs and this or that, but like so many people mm-hmm. go to public courses mm-hmm. where it is. It's like the fees minimal. Everybody's you know anybody can go play on a public course. So I think the gates. Yeah. I think the gates lower than we both realize. I'm still. Afraid. I just don't want to play because I don't like the idea of being so bad. This is why I always avoided team sports. I don't want my shittiness to affect someone else's good time. <clears throat> That's why, I, like skateboards and bikes. I'm like, oh, I could just go be bad at this by myself. But if you're on a yeah. team and you're the weakest link, and especially when your first exposure to being on teams is school sports. Where everybody's already mm-hmm. like, all right, I'm already in gym class, so this is basically the general population yard of the high school. It's not mm-hmm. the classes with my friends in it. It's where, oh, cool, this is where me and my dork buddies get to mix with the behavioral disorder kids <laughs> in an unsupervised arena of a soccer field or what have you. Yeah, and, so, and if you were bad, you were. It was known. Yeah, I get that. I never <clears throat> experienced that because I was mm-hmm. a pretty good athlete. No, you're know. you're uh, you're a real <laughs> sport. You're a real sport fella. No, but I, I do. I did feel. I, I even when I was a, a kid or a teenager, I, I used to empathize. You know, for like because like. Uh, voluntary sports, you know, like if you, you try out for the baseball team or the basketball team, but like to just like PE to just cram physical sports down some guy's throat who has no interest in it. I did used to feel bad for like the guys that were just like, I fucking hate this. I'm only here because it's, it's a requirement. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It'd be the equivalent of like, well, I guess yeah. that's kind of what school is. You do take a bunch of classes you have no interest in most of the time, but uh yeah, I get that. I mean, golf, the only reason I don't golf now is I I don't want to wear a visor or a stupid polo shirt. If I could find a public course that didn't have any <laughs> any uh, dress requirements. What do you think? Do you, think do you think there's a dress visors. code for golf? I mean, I know some of them. Like at country clubs, there's dress code. That, we're not, we're not getting into country clubs. Tank Dave. top. I'm talking about yeah. public course. But yeah, with public course, I'm assuming that there's not. But just CJ and Fairbanks ugh. go all the time. They got a little crew that goes golfing. Oh yeah, they've been going all the time. Yeah. Yeah, I think I saw uh, Fairbanks post something the other day about golf. Yeah, they're out at the public courses, just going for it a couple times a week. I think. Oh, you get out, you're out there with your buddies, you're drinking beer, you could operate a motor vehicle after a few drinks, which is illegal mm-hmm. on a roadway, but encouraged on a golf course. 
Yeah, no, I, I get it, man. That's, I mean, and eventually that's probably something I'll, some recreation I'll take up. But uh, right now, just, I don't know. Boogie Monster Celebrity Golf Tournament, to, you know? I don't turn into a golf guy. Start wearing polo shirts. You don't have to wear a polo shirt. You can wear the same. You can wear what you're wearing now. Your jet ski outfit yeah. can be your golf outfit, Dave. <laughs> Oh, man. Guaranteed. Hey, uh, I want to talk to you about this real quick. The lost old Dave. Um, we may not get to our topic today. Dave I might have to save that one. But uh, th- I read an article. I've heard this the last few weeks. This seems to be popping up in the Here news. The uh, controversy <laughs> over the term unskilled labor. Oh, there you are. Did I hang up on you? You did. <clears throat> oh, okay. Sure did. It's Sorry at 46 minutes if we want to. Uh, nah. If you want to edit. Screw it. All right. I made some. Nah, I made some banal chit chat. <laughs> Uh, well, well, let's. What, no, we I, got any things going on this week? Well, no, I was gonna, I was gonna bring this up. I want to talk about this real quick. Uh, this isn't necessarily the topic for today. We we may or may not get to the topic. We probably may not get to the topic. But uh, I want to get your opinion on. Um, I read a I read an article yesterday, and I've seen this term pop up a lot in the news. Not news, but just Twitter and stuff recently. Uh, the term unskilled labor. Mm-hmm. There are some people that uh, are trying to kind of abolish that term uh, just from our lexicon as far as they say it's uh, it's insulting, unskilled. Lo- well, and look, I'm as I feel like I'm as liberal and progressive as is the next guy. But just this movement to kind of make everything across the board equal. And that, that came out wrong. I, I'm for <laughs> equality. I'm totally, but do you know what I'm trying to say? Like, just that, like, well, it's the same thing, like, and I, we've talked about this for, like, unhoused people, like homeless people versus, uh, that's a new term. And, and I said this on the Stonebergs, if a homeless person or an unhoused person comes up and says, hey, man, could you please stop using that? That's and so, the, fine, fine. Uh, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. but... I feel like a lot of this is coming, and I feel like this unskilled labor argument is coming from people that probably aren't making minimum wage outdoors, you know, getting their hands dirty. Just this this desire to make everything, and again, I don't know how to say it without... It's a little condescending. It's like, is it coming from the people who are doing the unskilled labor saying, I don't like this being said, or is it somebody else going, I know what's going to make things better for the less fortunate, which is a condescending attitude. I don't know where we're yeah. seeing this being brought up or what the context is, so I can't say which well, it I, is. It's, uh, I think it's a silly I think, term. Yeah, I, I, I read an article about it, and I've seen it pop up on Twitter a lot lately. And just uh, the article I read yesterday just talked about how it's uh, it's uh, insulting. And in this article was like, it's also inaccurate. because. And here's the thing, I'm for... Th- I'm for the working class. Hell, I am, or definitely was the working class. And I'm all for the whole raise the minimum wage thing. Yes. But I'm sorry. You go to a construction site, and the guy installing the electrical, he went and got either some experience or some training Mm -hmm. in how to do that. That is not unskilled because you can't just go grab any schmuck off the street and and expect that they can do that job. Whereas... Mm -hmm. Certain jobs on a on a construction site or any pick any industry or field are, for lack of a better term, unskilled. Yeah, 
And, you know, n- name it whatever you want. If you got a problem with the actual name unskilled, like, fine. But let's not pretend that there's not a difference between the person who went out. And, and we talked about this in the past. Like, I understand not everybody has the same opportunity. I understand not everybody comes from the same background. But at some point in your life in America, you're probably going to have some opportunity to better yourself in terms of education or training or experience. But to just pretend that the the guy who went to three years of electrical school and now is doing some really complex wiring on a building, to, to pretend that he's the same as the guy who's emptying the trash can, like that's insulting to the guy or the gal who went out and got some training and expertise in a particular area. Well, I, I'm trying to figure out where... Uh, and that's not to say, here's the thing, unskilled labor doesn't mean unnecessary or shameful. Like every, I, I totally agree, every job's important in our society. But for example, like, all right, my dad used to run a uh, firewood business and I used to help him. And no matter how proud we were of that business, loading a truck full of firewood is unskilled labor. Hey, you see that pile of wood? Pick it up piece by piece and throw it on that flatbed truck. There's no skill or training or knowledge involved in that. It's still a very hard job, and it's still an, uh, a job that is needed, but that, that is unskilled labor, however you want to slice it, as opposed to the person, and I keep using construction because usually labor is associated with construction field and stuff, but any job, well, <clears throat> you know, pick an industry, the entry level versus someone who's got 20 years of, of training and experience and, and, and education. Uh, okay, I see where uh, there's a Business Insider article where somebody say it was a it was an AOC quote about you know I, I don't know if somebody was trying to dismiss her as a waitress or bartender saying it's unskilled labor or waiting tables and that's not uh. You know, this is like saying, like, yeah, oh, they're the calling it a low-skilled job. Now, I wouldn't say that. I don't agree with calling waiting tables or bartending a low-skilled job at all. So that's, I think it's where where are people using it? You mm-hmm. know, if you're using it to describe bartending or, or serving tables, you're incorrect. I mean, bartending, quick. Know how to make all these drinks. Have a crowded bar. Have a bunch mm-hmm. of people that need your attention, and you have to appease all of them. So that's that's mm-hmm. people skills, time management, memorization, assembly. That's not a uh, low skill or serving. Like cool, look at everybody. Get everything right. Figure that out. Get that in and know who gets what when. <clears throat> that's not unskilled. Mm-hmm. I did jobs where it was like you see that stuff there, pick it up, move it over there. That's yeah. unskilled. Mm-hmm. That me having legs and arms and the physical capability to move a thing from one place to another isn't a skill. Be do temp work. That's unskilled labor because it's just we need a human person here. We need mm-hmm. five human beings to move this shit from here to there. There's no skill. That's why you're doing temp work. Yeah. So I think with this context of uh like, yeah, we shouldn't call a lot of things unskilled, but there are some things that are unskilled out there. 
There's some. Yeah, I mean that. That's my point. Like, if you got a problem with the name, then name it something else. But stop mm-hmm. pretending that there's not a difference between the entry level as opposed to someone who went out and got some expertise in a particular thing. Yeah, I remember years ago. Uh, Tom Morello from Rage Against the Machine. And, you know, I, I used to be a big fan, and I still, I I agree with most of their politics and stuff, but yeah. uh, this is before I moved out here, but there was like a uh, a janitor strike, custodian strike mm-hmm. in L.A., like 15, 20 years ago. And I saw him on the news, and he, he said what I think is probably the dumbest thing I've ever heard had said. He said, why are the people empty in the trash cans? Why do they make less than the people who dirty up the trash cans in these office buildings? And again, I'm for the working class. Hey, janitors are, even if I want to call them unskilled, they're not unnecessary and they shouldn't be shamed for that. But come on, man, the guy emptying the trash can, he's doing that because the other people in these office buildings, in these white collar contexts, they went out and got some training and expertise in a thing. So they probably deserve a little more. I'll say monetarily than the guy than the janitor. I'm sorry, that doesn't. I, I don't think that's being insensitive, and it's not saying, "Hey, fuck you for being a janitor." But like, I'm sorry if you want to be a janitor. That's fine. That's your thing. But don't wonder why the radiologist is making more money than you. Radiologist, sure, but somebody that just somebody that <laughs> just uh, white and speaks English can bullshit their way into some uh, positions in an office just okay, based on that. And the willingness to uh, touch people's trash. Mm-hmm. You want to talk about why minimum wage jobs like should be at least $15. I think it might not be a skill, but a willingness to do jobs other people don't want to do. Mm-hmm. So True. your willingness to work. That was, that was the biggest thing I got, I got with the you know, comedian we know, but... Was angry like was angry at me like because I didn't understand the app based economy because I didn't understand mm-hmm. how difficult it was to try and make a living driving DoorDash and Uber and put it all together and I was like yeah man yeah I have no idea because I printed out resumes saying I've cleaned toilets here I'll clean toilets in this building and I went into mm-hmm. physical buildings saying I will do what you want that's my skill is a willingness to do mm-hmm. whatever you want. For money. Mm -hmm. So that's where I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't try to make a living by being able to smoke cigarettes in my car. Like, no, man, I clean clean gas station toilets, man. And I was fine once. Mm -hmm. Yeah, once every once in a while, you're like, fuck me. How did you even do this to this small room? Like, Mm -hmm. did you just stand on your head? (laughs) Like, I got diarrhea. I better do a tripod. Uh, but like, yeah, that's the, that's, yeah, I don't like office buildings are filled with just as unskilled people who manage to bullshit their way into, instead of moving bags of concrete or moving papers or answering emails. So of course, and, and maybe that was a bad analogy, but just. Just the principle of entry level versus someone who's got some expertise. I'm sorry, but yeah, like the expertise deserves a little bit more. I get that. I, I know that makes me sound like a Republican, but no, I, there is yes, certain jobs deserve 
more than others. But it's it's knowing the value in everybody's job. Knowing the value in the guy like, all mm-hmm. right, this... I guess... I don't know how I'm trying to say it. Like, And again, I'll say it again, just so anybody... don't Do not mistake what I'm saying here. I'm not saying these jobs are unnecessary. And I'm not saying these people should be shamed. I'm just saying... They shouldn't be sitting around with their handout wanting the exact same pay as someone who spent years acquiring a particular skill. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't. I, I, I think that, yeah, the term's real, unskilled. There's a lot of unskilled labor out there. I don't. I, yeah, I, I don't. I don't. I I I got to see the context of where you were seeing it brought up and who was mad mm-hmm. about it. That's the thing I need to know. Yeah, who was upset mm-hmm. about it? Somebody whose whole presence is fighting the fighting the system, and they had a slow day, so they had to pick on this subject matter. But this is what I found looking up, like what kind of criticisms of the term was 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 AOC because mm-hmm. people were calling her out for being a you know a waitress and a bartender. And that's just that's a weak argument, because mm-hmm. like oh you, yeah. you you vote for somebody who represents somebody similar to your interests. Well, that's perfect then. Like I got no yeah. beef as I opposed like, to I like AOC, as opposed to the trust fund kid who was born with a silver spoon in his mouth. Or just in you know yeah I definitely relate to someone who has had those. And by the way, like yeah any. Show me someone who has wait t- waited tables or tended bar or washed dishes, and I, you know, that is a great experience for someone to have. People in the South, people make fun of Waffle House all the time. Oh, oh, you better better stay in school. You become a Waffle House waitress or mm-hmm. Waffle House cook. Man, I'll take a Waffle House. I, if I had a business, I would definitely hire a Waffle House waitress or cook <laughs> over just some schmuck. Like that's. Yeah, they uh, they might get paid similar to an unskilled labor. Yeah, that is. Yeah, that's not something you got to go to school for. But yeah, that's do that job for two years and then tell me that you don't have a special skill in terms of working under pressure and, and dealing with the general public. Like, yeah, I totally agree that those. Uh, I'm rambling now, but yeah, the whole AOC thing. Like, I can't believe someone would try to spin that like a negative. Like, oh, she used to be a bartender. No, How, what's what's how's that a negative? There's, uh, there's gonna be there's gonna be an angle for anybody who wants to. If you if you gotta be the the uber woke representative, you'll pick apart. I know people that's like they're gonna pick apart anything through that lens, even if it doesn't need mm-hmm. it. So mm-hmm. somebody going after this is like. This article is written from a standpoint of somebody like, I was using this term, and maybe I shouldn't use it anymore. But they were using it wrong. They were using it to describe uh, stuff that is st- that is still skilled. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't call somebody working at a fast food place unskilled labor. If you took somebody off the street who never worked at a McDonald's and put them in there and said, do this, they wouldn't know how. Ergo... They need yeah, to learn but how long skill. would it take them to learn? I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't know, because I've never been in there. But True. hey, I never cool, work front of house in a college town mm-hmm. at when the bar's let out and your business is open mm-hmm. serving food. Yeah. Forget what you think of as a skill. Deal with that. Deal with drunk college mm-hmm. kids ordering food from you. That's 
It's not a skill you get from a book, but that's a skill. I would mm-hmm. never. I, oh, I was talking to Shane Torres about this. Man, my the a true soldier, a true warrior was the kid who got a job at a fast food place in the same town he went to high school in. Mm-hmm. I could not imagine. That is bravery. Knowing yeah. you might see the same asshole that you have to see during the day, then you got to see him at night at work, and then there's a and power like then there's a power <laughs> dynamic change because you're just Man. working to register, and they're going to be in there being an asshole. Man, I remember seeing a dude that would yeah. work at McDonald's that like kind of got picked on in high school, and then be I'm like that is bravery. Mm-hmm. I didn't. That's why I always worked in where. That's why I was always the guy like, I can move that stuff from one place to another place. As long as I don't have to see anybody from high school or anybody at all, give me that job. Yeah. Yeah. I remember uh, I used to, um, when I was 22, I worked, I get, man, my resume. <laughs> so. <laughs> I was 22 or 23, and there was a six-month period where I was waiting tables at Applebee's in the town I grew up in. Mm-hmm. And boy, I felt some of that. Even maybe even worse than the high school thing because it was I was 23. I you know oh. it, I'd run into people all the time, and boy, they I, so many people used to just look down their nose at me. And I wanted to I wanted to have on my name tag. This is just a part time gig. I'm working on other things. Dude, <laughs> like, try, but yeah, I had so many people look down their nose at me, like, oh, things must not be going try, well. No, I'm doing what I got to do right now to scrape. Try by. being try being in your 20s and delivering pizza high out of your mind to your high school guidance counselor. <laughs> because <laughs> i did that one really shout How out shout out to mrs Bootsarellis. she was fantastic she was my art teacher in grade school she moved on to being a guidance counselor um i i don't i could tell that there was definitely a level of like oh oh so you're doing this <laughs> you know Somebody whose old job was to try to encourage your potential, and then five years later, you're schlepping pizza to her house in the hometown <laughs> you grew up in. So, I'm sure she's since seen you on television. Well, not that, yeah, so not that Ms. Boots is listening <laughs> to this, but it worked out. She was, she was oh, always man. a cool one. So, well, <clears throat> I saw a couple videos of a UFO. Don't know if it was real. There was there was one. I'm just trying to oh. I'm trying to make I'm trying to come up with something to make this a boogie monster episode. But I re- I you realized that, that I video. have low energy today, so I apologize. That's all right, buddy. No, and I got a good topic uh, locked and loaded here. But uh, as usual, we uh, we got a little long winded. But uh, yeah, that YouTube video or uh, that that UFO video. Do you do you have any uh, I, details on that? No, I, I saw it was like somebody. It was like a Chicago musician, which makes me very curious of who it was. Hmm. But then there's like a real dumb Jetson sound effect in the video. Oh, really? I didn't hear the sound. Like a like a like a like a like a digital fart sound of it flying away. That's suspicious. That's suspicious because I feel like knowing. But I don't even know if that's part of the video. Or what, I don't even know if it's supposed to be part of the <laughs> UFO or not. But it was people looking out the window. They see it zip up. That you know, zip right underneath the plane. They're looking at it. It looked good. Somebody out there, what little I've read, somebody's like, yeah, this person, even though they're, they're a musician, they're not known for doing this kind of thing. So mm-hmm. it's just, again, it's, it's yeah. very convenient that 
It it looked good. It was a good looking video. I'll say that. Hmm. Yeah, and I don't know anything about CGI and stuff. I I did read some of those comments. Are like, well, really good CGI artists could couldn't replicate that, but who knows? I don't know. We'll look at it. Was it. a good one though. Maybe it we'll it looked good. We'll have more of a boogie monster episode next week after you, after you are all jet skied out. <laughs> hey, uh, real quick, I want to give a shout out to uh, Boogie Monster listener Jacob Rivas, who's also a, a patron. We talked about this on uh, the Patreon a couple months ago. Uh, by the way, four bucks a month, patreon.com slash boogie monster. Um, Jacob Rivas got a couple of Boogie Monster tattoos. Did them himself. I was going to say, Jacob Rivas <laughs> did a couple <laughs> Boogie Monster tattoos on his yeah. own body. Let me pull these up. What did he get? He got two, and they were uh, script. I was hoping he'd get like a cool, uh, like an alien illustration or something. Um, but let's see. What did he What did he have done here? Um, oh, yeah. He, on one of them, <laughs> maybe the funniest thing. The hardest I've ever laughed laughed on this podcast, which oh by the way, that's which? uh yeah. That'd be five years ago? Five years, four years ago? Maybe four years ago. At the very end of uh of an episode, I said, Holy shit, this comes out on Valentine's Day, and you go, Well, fucking sexy, sexy, fuck fuck. Yep. <laughs> that crushed me. So he got sexy, sexy, fuck fuck written on uh what looks like his left thigh. Bless your heart. And then maybe uh um I can't tell if that's his left. Yeah, that looks like his left. And I guess on the same thigh, he got speaking of witches. So, yeah, speaking of witches and, well, fucking sexy, sexy fuck. So fuck, if you so. thought you were some sort of fan, <laughs> you're not anymore because Jacob is. Jacob's yeah. a true for you. Thanks, Jacob. Listen, unless you, unless you brand yourself sex cult style, <clears throat> Nixium style, and loyalty to the boogie monster, we don't have time for you. That's really what it is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Dude, these smoked wings yesterday, I made half traditional. I made half uh, jerk. I f- I'm obsessed with jerk anything. The jerk seasoning. I've, n- I've never made my own. That's something I got to do, but man. Jamaican just, style. Jamaican jerk. I, I, there's probably a little cinnamon in there. There's probably a little uh, clove, maybe a little allspice. Dude, whatever they're doing with that jerk seasoning. Where are you God sending a smoker damn. up? Out in, out in the back in the parking lot or out front on the sidewalk getting people excited? No, I got I got a little spot in the back. Okay. We got a, uh, we got like a little, it, it's, it's I don't know how to describe it, just a little, little parking area, yeah. little concrete slab. But yeah, I just set it up out there. And uh, boy, these, I, uh, I put the uh, rub on the night before, let them get all, Kind of a um, a dry marinade thing mm-hmm. going on there. Okay. Get all those spices just embedded deep into the into the chicken. Oh boy! But the the, the traditional ones, the the rub I normally use, my normal uh, poultry rub, real solid. But man, this jerk, that jerk, man, jerk smoked wings. Get out of town. Oh boy. Um, <clears throat> I thought I was getting close. I'm like, I might break and have some sort of. Like a steak or something. I miss just mm-hmm. making a thing in a cast iron skillet. Mm-hmm. So there is something about vegetable it just doesn't match, like seeing the sizzle and the smell, you know? Yeah. You just don't get that with like a yeah, sweet potato. I get it. <laughs> Man, my hat's off to you, dude. It's, uh, I don't know how you do it. Like, I, I respect anybody who's trying to go 
veg or vegan because like meat's just so fucking good. And I get I get the ethical thing. I I totally. I'm glad there are people like you who choose not to do it for the greater good of the animal kingdom and our environment. No kids, and I'm not eating meat, uh, so you're welcome, everybody else in society. I'm basically like Jesus. I'm sacrificing (laughs) for the good of the greater, the larger population. So you're welcome, everybody. Mm. Well, (laughs) I'm going to fill out my bachelor bracket. I'm, oh, I'm, how's that going? I'm losing my ass. Yeah? What? Uh, Ten bucks. I'm, 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 I'm pissing money away on this bachelor bracket. I bought AMC stock too late. I was trying to get the Dogecoin in there, but I couldn't get the service set up in time. Is that how you pronounce that? I've been seeing that. It's like a meme. Yeah, it was a meme, and people just made it as a joke. Like, all right, here's a, here's cryptocurrency. I, this one, I kind of had an idea how the AMC and the... GameStop stuff was working. Cryptocurrency. Ah. Do you know anything about crypto? No. Are you talking to me? That's what I just said. I don't know <laughs> what. That's what I just. Well, no, you didn't. You I didn't. said I don't know. Oh, I knew kind of about the stocks, but cryptocurrency. Oh, okay. I don't know. Yeah, I was hoping you could educate me. I don't know. I I don't. I've had friends try to explain it. I just I don't get it. <laughs> yeah, it's. It's just a different form of currency, obviously. But then I don't understand, like, in, unless everybody is willing to accept that as a form of payment, then some what, people what's the do. Point? Does it have any value? Here, in this, everybody can go off on how I'm incorrect. But this is uh-huh. to what this is what I think it is. This is why I only feel safe explaining things to you, Dave, because I know I'm not uh-huh. getting it, and I know you're not going to do anything dangerous <laughs> with the misinformation. <laughs> <laughs> I, ho- I hope you're not offended by that but I know that I'm not going to explain no, no, no. Bitcoin and then the next thing you know I'm going to turn around and be like I bought a bunch of Bitcoin uh, like I don't think neither one of us are at risk no. of that but it's no it's it's entirely digital it's not a physical entity it's like uh-huh it's basically like an answer to a like a coding issue like a like like you see, like oh, this computer's got to figure out a code, and you see it doing the matrix shit with all the d- digits and you know stuff going uh-huh. up on the screen to crack a basically crack a code. And so, if you have a computer that can crack this code, that's a bit. You get a bitcoin. You crack the code for one bitcoin. Say say <laughs> that. Okay. So that's why, like, these server farms, these computers that are just working, like, are causing power outages in countries where they're just mining these coins. Now, I'm not sure who puts the coins out there or how many or who decides how many are in circulation to determine its value, to determine its rarity, you know? Uh-huh. It's not it's not back, backed by any gold standard. It's only, it's only thing is, is people's desire to digitally mine for these coins. Huh. So like, you know, like regular mining, like who's willing to go through the trouble of digging through the earth, looking for this rare item. I didn't know that that was a part of it, of uh, cracking the code. Yeah. But I don't know who's in charge of putting them out there. That's what, that's the part I don't get. Who says, Oh, I've hidden something and it's going to be valuable. 
that's the part where is there I any get regulation lost. to it? Like, does, is there any? Not really, which is why it's such a volatile, like, Bitcoin. My buddy bought them when they were like 37 cents. Huh. And then sold them when they were like a couple hundred dollars. Oh, geez. Now their one Bitcoin is worth $37,000. No. Yes. One Bitcoin is worth 37 grand? Yeah. And, and how long ago did he buy them for the, pennies? You, 10 years ago or something. Damn. But you can buy f- okay. f- fractions of one. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I just don't understand how the value is determined. And yeah. just people's pure desire to have it, like a stock. People's pure desire, like what they did to GameStop, kind of. Let's mm-hmm. all decide we want this. Even though we don't, Let's if we all decide we want it, it'll drive the, the price up and it's going to fuck these people over who need to buy it and now have to pay exorbitant amounts to get it from us because we bought it. <clears throat> but yeah, that's that one's, it, it escapes. I, it's Dave, I'm sure you relate when there's just things where you look at like, I'm not going to get this. Yeah. This one, I'm going to let this one go. I think that's mm-hmm. a sign of wi- wisdom, but not intelligence. Intelligence mm-hmm. will be like, I could figure out everything. I think wisdom is going, I'm not going to get that one. No, no use in stripping out these gears. Yeah. No, there's, that's definitely uh, <laughs> a form of intelligence is, is knowing your limitations. Uh, yeah. Like, ah, I'm going to do sit here and get frustrated <laughs> over that. Nah, I'm going to go look at this video of a cat falling off a coffee table. Just smart enough to know I don't know shit. Yep. Which is why I'm going to lose 10 bucks on this Bachelor Fantasy League. You you sit and watch every episode of that? We kind of, well, well, I mean, we put it on. It's not like we're watching it intently. It's, there's a, Rachel fast forwards through a lot. It, the whole, it's like three hours long and there's maybe 20 minutes of substance in it. And everything is really? coming up next. And then it's a 10 minute segment, a commercial, and then what just happened was, and then 10 minutes to get yeah. to the coming up next stuff they just previewed. But, uh, yeah, I'm not doing well on this. I'm losing, <laughs> I'm losing 10 bucks here. I'm losing however much on AMC. So, all right, man, I got 20 <laughs> minutes to get these in. Not like I'm thinking on it hard. I just look at the pictures and pictures. Which ones I like. I get it. Oh, that girl. All right, buddy. Well. (laughs) Anything to plug? Nah. Nah, man. How's how's Hey Girl coming? Y'all still doing that? That's still been on pause. I I guess Bronger was an old Super Bowl commercial. I saw him on a Super Bowl commercial. I think that's why. I was supposed to get get in touch with him last week, but I think he was shooting that thing all week. Oh, yeah? I don't know how long it takes to shoot a commercial, but. But uh, yeah, it, it'll show up. It'll show up eventually, one day. Otherwise, I don't know. I'm going to be on Twitch. I'm going to start doing Twitch stuff more. I think uh-huh. old Mikey Mikey Carraza is going to walk me through uh, Red Dead Redemption because I thought that game was boring as shit. So he's going to be all cherubic and walk me through it and explain why it's a fun <laughs> game to me. And uh, actually, I think tomorrow, well, Tuesday, today, Tuesday, I should be playing on Twitch. I think I'm playing this game called Rust. 
with my buddy Sandeep, and I think um, Paul Shear might be playing with us. He's got a little gang of celebs that play, so I might be on that. Nice. But yeah, I'm trying to do more Twitch stuff, and you know, if you see me around Beaverton or Portland, just, you know, say say hi. Hell yeah, man! How's that uh, new BMX bike coming? It's good, man. It was that last time I was out? It was in the rain on that pump track the other day. Was that the one you were riding on that video? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just took the BMX okay. over there. Right that's on. That's good, man. How's the, how's the treadmill? You move up to running yet? Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm out of control. I'm going to run a marathon before too long. I can uh, feel it. Just kidding. I can no, feel it, man. No, I can't. <laughs> no, nah, it's going good, man. Just uh, I'm withering away to nothing. I know, man. I, I don't know if I can handle a skinny Dave. No offense to you. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I think we got a ways before that's a, a concern. The, the, but, uh, I, the, you know. the bald, I got to grow my hair on now. We can't both be bald with beards, man. Like I said, man, look too much like <laughs> too much like some Oath Keepers oh. or some shit. One of us has to look. F- oh, that's true. One of us has to look just f- fun and crazy. Yeah. So I'll do that. No, I, now, I'm, now I got the mohawk. I'm not completely uh, skinheaded now. I got uh, got a dumb little mohawk going. Oh, yeah, it's a safer look. Like a. Look like an '80s professional wrestler, but I'm all right. I'm having fun, having fun. Uh, Stonebergs every Wednesday. Me and uh, Katie, my, my my wonderful fiance Katie. Uh, that's every Wednesday. Cameo. I'm still in cameo. That's exciting. You've been doing those. I. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. I've been churning them out, man. Churning them out. Really? So that's I'm, good, man. That blows awesome. my mind that people would people would pay money to get a personalized message from me. But yeah, it's. Uh, there you go. And uh, cookbooks still available. Still mo- moving some cookbooks. Uh, you can buy those cookbooks at dumbdavestone.com. So, um, yeah, man, need uh, need all that uh, supplemental income I can get these days. So. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of unskilled. So, yeah. Well, all right, man. All right, buddy. Good catching up. Yeah, we'll get into the spaceships I, next week. You got to go jet ski. Maybe yeah, you'll I see got, some out there off the coast of the of the coast oh, of San Diego on a just you on a jet dude. ski getting abducted. Oh god, that would be awesome. A great way to explain Fuck. that you just tried to steal a jet ski and just you <laughs> swimming back to the dock like they sucked me up, man. I they kept the ski though. I don't. They dropped me about thirty yards back into the water, but they kept the ski on the on the craft. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, I can't wait. I'm excited. So, yeah, I'll be back next week all bright-eyed and bushy-tailed for my uh, dumb little uh, Valentine's vacation. So that should be fun. I'm excited for you, man. But, take some uh, pictures. Take some video. Oh, yeah, I will, man. I'm gonna, Speaking of rad, I'm going to get rad, dude. Get yourself so a Go. Will, uh, you get a GoPro? No, I don't. I should get one, though. Get uh, strap it on a little helmet, you know, get the little head strap. GoPro, yeah, or get like a, get like a little waterproof case for your phone and like a little mm-hmm. tether so you don't lose it and get out there and get some yeah. fun some fun footage yeah i'll get something going so yeah i'll, I'll have some uh evidence of my uh of my good time so that'll be fun hell yeah buddy all right bud we'll talk to you next week have a great week bud. you too man enjoy them jet skiing i'm jealous <laughs> the boogie monster
Podcast Network.